guys, congratulations on making it 16 days narc free. This is a huge accomplishment, of course. I'm so proud of you guys and your journey, that you're choosing this journey, that you want to get better, and that you are finding value in this podcast. That means so much to me. I I never imagined that my pain would be able to help other people, but I am glad that it does. So on this 16th day, we're going to talk about mental health because that's super important when you're going through or when you're coming out of something so toxic, right? Um, And mental health is an array of things, especially when you've left something so toxic, your mind is in a fog, you don't know who you can trust, your, your mind is racing, you may be having like these vivid dreams and you know, your, your heart is racing, your anxiety is probably through the roof. There's so many things that could be happening. And sometimes you just need that one person to say, it's going to be okay. That one person to let you know, you're not crazy. This is just anxiety. This too shall pass. And I want to be that person today. So I was looking inside of my journal on my day 16 of being free and I wrote in there and I said today was calm and it was in April and I said today was calm I said I I'm starting to heal I I can look at pictures of the narc um he's still in he still crosses my mind but I'm starting to know that I'm going to be okay. And that was just 16 days in. Looking back now, that seemed, <laughs> that's not a lot of time for me to have that, that revelation. But honestly, 16 days of drama free, 16 days of being safe, 16 days of loving myself, 16 days of crying, let me know that I was going to be okay. And it let me know that I was on my own. I was afraid. I didn't know if I was going to be able to fully financially support myself, but I knew that I was going to sleep each night safe. And that meant the most to me. I was able to know or I was able to decode, not even decode. I don't even know the word that I'm looking for, but I just knew that I no longer had to pretend one. I no longer had to watch what I had to say to anyone. I felt just so free. I literally was able to start to become myself just 16 days in. I could say what I wanted to, wear what I wanted to, think what I wanted to, watch what I wanted to. Even though I had a roommate for a very small period of time when I moved out, I still felt so free and I think me having that roommate was it was reassuring for a little bit one because I was so afraid of my narcissist finding me you know like I was in hiding since I had to escape um and he thought I was in a different state I just felt safer knowing that like um if something happened there was another person there and now that you know I live on my own I don't feel that way anymore now it's just like okay Things are the way that I like them. I am able to watch what I want to watch. My mind is just so free, so clear. And then honestly, what, four or five years out, whatever I am now, there are moments 
that things still do trigger me. Yes, but it's not a trigger of fear or scared. It's more so like I remember something and I'm just like, dang, I really, I used to go through that or I'll, I'll be on the phone with my sister and I'll be like, oh yeah, and this, this, this. And he, and he, um, he talks my phone out the window and I, I'll laugh and she'll be like, what? You never told me that. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's probably something I either, you know, put, put away in the back of my head or it just resurfaced. And I'm like, there was so much abuse. There was so much abuse. And I just, I kind of just either forgot about it. It was a part of our norm. It was a part of our fighting. And now it is a memory. And now I can share this memory with you guys. Um, Some of the things that I also put at the bottom of my journal. So what I do from, what I did for my journal was I would put the day, I would put anything um, that I felt that day and what I was going through. Um, and then at the bottom I did, I put things that he did to me. So I wanted to remember what he did to me. I never wanted to start to make an excuse that Stockholm syndrome that we get. And I didn't want that. I didn't want to make an excuse as to why it should go back to him because it wasn't as bad. Um, so I had put, he used me. Um, he lied about his past relationships. Um, and I started to gain weight with him. So, um, yeah. (laughs) I became overweight with him because cortisol levels and stress and eating because he ate more and all these things that, you know, looking back, it just wasn't worth it. But I didn't love myself and I didn't know how to express that. So putting that into (laughs) mental health, when we have a negative self-worth or self-thought about ourselves, It can make us sick, right? So negative thoughts can literally make us sick. And it's just kind of like how a a toxic person or a narcissist can make us sick. It's the same thing that we're doing to ourselves. So we have to become or figure out a way to forgive ourselves. And I, I remember when I was leaving and I was listening to these videos of, you have to forgive yourself, you have to forgive yourself. And I was like, well, duh, of course, like you gotta forgive yourself. And then I got out and I was like, do I forget myself? And I didn't, honestly, in the beginning, I did not forget myself. I was so mad at myself for staying. I was so mad at myself for accepting less than what I deserved. I was so mad that no one saw or I felt that no one saw and no one spoke up. And that was my biggest thing. And it's weird because my sister did speak up and I was just like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. But it's kind of like she did, but she just wasn't saying it correctly. So you can teeter the line on that one of no one spoke up because sometimes some people will speak up, but they're saying it wrong. If that makes sense, it's like they're too negative or they're too aggressive with how they're saying it. But we have to be very careful with making ourselves sick from the negative thoughts that we have about ourselves. Like, I'm not pretty enough. My body shape is not this. I'm lucky to have had him because he can have X, Y, and Z. I have terrible skin, terrible feet. I, you know, this X, Y, and Z, all of those things play into our mental, but we have to remember that we are wonderfully and perfectly made. And that is so hard to say sometimes. I look at myself sometimes and I'm like, I hate this about myself. And then I, you know, 
after an hour or two, maybe sometimes a day, I'll go back and I'll say, you know what? I love this about myself because this is what makes me unique. The person that is for me is going to love this as well. And I also say that with who my personality, you know, sometimes I've gotten that feedback about my personality and I'm just like, you know what? This is who I am as a person. This is, this is honestly how I've always been as a person. I'm a very caring and giving person, but I have my ways as well, right? No one's perfect, of course. And I know that the person that is for me is going to see me and love everything about me. And I don't have to change. And I, I feel like it's so hard to, you want to be accepted, right? We want to be accepted and we want someone to love us. Everybody wants that. And so when someone comes in and they seem like Mr. Right, toxic person, right? Or a narcissist, they come in, they seem like Mr. Right. And then they start saying we should tweak certain things about us. We're going to tweak those things about us, right? Because this person seems so great. They want us, but I just need to change these things about me. And I wish I would have known sooner not to do that, but I did do those things. And I was suppressing myself and I was making myself angry and upset because I was no longer me. I didn't feel that I can be my true authentic self. And all I really want, all I really want is to be my truth self. So in my relationships now, I am, I am me. And if that doesn't work for that person, I am learning and it's hard, but I am learning that I am not for them and I'm walking away and I'm becoming stronger in who I am. So just remember it's hard, right? But you are worth it just the way that you are. Now we all want to improve things about ourselves. So if you feel that, you know, you want to grow your hair out or you want to cut your hair, you want to color your hair. If you feel like you need to gain weight, lose weight, uh, straighten your teeth, whiten your teeth, and that's something you truly want to do, that's perfectly fine. But if you feel you need to do this to have someone be more attracted to you or because someone says you need to do these things, you don't need to do them. You need to do it because you want to do it. And that's for your own mental health, right? What is the saying? Like looking good, smelling good, feeling good. Like you have to have all those things to have confidence in yourself because confidence is, is hard, right? We all struggle and it's weird. I forgot what I was watching. Um, but they were showing like celebrities without makeup and without a filter. And it was so refreshing to see like how their makeup sits on their skin with the pores and everything else. And I'm just like, this plays into our mental, right? So when we see somebody with the perfect body and the perfect skin, we're just like, I'll never have that. So I settle for this and I settle for this toxic person. But when you see the celebrity and you see that they have huge pores, they have, you know, hyperpigmentation, they, they have the stretch marks, you realize that that world is a fairy tale land that no person, no human person could actually compete with. And you start to feel better about yourself. You start to look at yourself and you start to say, you know what, I am worth more. And then possibly you will never run back into another narcissist, right? Because when our mind is clear, we won't attract that toxicity anymore. And I think, no, I know (laughs) that's how I got my toxic people is my mind was not clear. So I kept attracting toxicity and it was reading in my body language that I would accept anything. 
I'm going to accept you because you like me. Not because so much that I like you or whatever, but I, I walk with my head down so I don't get attention. So all it takes is a little, a little flirting or telling me I'm pretty and I'm going to run with it. Right. And I'm just like, no, now I'm just like, okay, it takes more than that. Now I want to know why you like me. You can't just tell me you like me and you want me to be your girlfriend and I'm just going to jump to it. Now I need to know what is it about me that you like? What do you want from me? You know? So, so, I mean, you guys are just day 16. So don't, don't be, I don't think anyone should be moving on, but in the future, you're going to start dating again. You're going to start seeing someone else. And the best feeling is knowing that you're healed and you no longer just accept someone because they love you. I love that feeling. Um, I also put down that we can heal our bodies with positive thoughts in healthy food. So the majority of us, I believe, um, from research that I've done, when we're leaving out of a toxic relationship, we usually have some type of illness that was either dormant in our bodies that have come out because of stress, or we have anxiety or PTSD. And I had anxiety and I had become a stress eater. I think when I was younger, I had a very toxic family as well. So I would stress eat, but I was younger, my body was able to take it or I wouldn't eat at all. So it was kind of like more on starvation where it was just like, I wouldn't eat throughout the day. Or once I got into a relationship, it became more stress eating, which, you know, caused weight gain. So we have to figure out how we can heal our bodies, right? So positive thoughts. So being fully transparent. The other day I looked in the mirror and I was just like, you know what? I am the biggest person in the whole white world. I hate this. And then I looked at myself and I'm like, I had to tell myself to love the body that I'm in. And I was just like pulling on my skin and I was just like, this is fat. This is hanging over. I can't stand this. I'm just terrible. I don't want to go anywhere. And I was just so down on myself. I had to take a moment, take a breath, step back, think about it and really just look at my body. And I said, my body is not that bad. And then I started looking at old pictures, right? So I'm comparing myself to the old pictures and I'm just like, I see this, but other people do not see this. My body is beautiful. My body has changed, but I'm still beautiful in the skin that I'm in. I'm still able to wear things. I can, I could still wear a crop top if I wanted to. Let me be honest. Like there's certain things that I could still do, but in my head, I I feel judged, you know, but once again, that's society putting us there. So we have to be very well when we're leaving these toxic um, relationships and narcissistic relationships, the amount of stress that's on our bodies already. So we really have to figure out whether it be meditation and things like that, that we can do to calm our bodies, calm our minds, and just really find that peace and serenity so that you can start to heal. Because if you're staying in fight or flight mode, it's you're, you're constantly going to have that anxiety and that PTSD. You have to figure out a way to just start to calm your body, calm your mind. And then I think you'll be able, well, I know from past that you're going to be able to heal these the anxiety. I used to have such bad anxiety getting on planes and it started with me and my, my toxic ex and I didn't know where it came from, but him as a person, he kept my mind in fight or flight. So once I left him and started to really 
dive into why was I afraid of flying all of a sudden when I never used to be. I mean, I'm from the West Coast and I moved to the East Coast. And I used to fly back and forth home. That's a four hour flight all the time. And I had no problem. I would get on the flight, go to sleep. And then I went from, I can't even fly an hour flight without crying. And I had to do the research and I was like, okay, he gave me PTSD because he keeps me in flight or flight mode all the time. So I had to realize that my body was severely under attack constantly. I've given myself PTSD, but how can I change it? How can I change this into a positive? So then I started saying, okay, I'm not afraid to fly. I'm not afraid to fly. And I had to constantly keep telling myself that. So when I went up in the air and I let myself know, I'm not afraid to fly. I don't like turbulence, but I'm not afraid to fly. And that positive mindset helped me. It really honestly helped me. Um, Also, something that you could do for your mental health is reach out for help. Honestly, reach out. Reach out to someone that you either can confide in or go get help from a therapist, a life coach, anyone. I know that BetterHelp has um, a website and it's all done online um, and the price is pretty good. This is not sponsored, but if they want to sponsor me, um, where you can do counseling, watch your videos. These things really help. You have to get it out, right? So once we get it out of our mouths, it it's a story that we can either tell, but it's it's us releasing what we've been holding on for so long in, in our relationships and it helps so much. So going back to that, you can confide in a trusted friend. For me, I remember when I got out of my relationship and I finally let it out to one of my friends, there was literally, I felt the weight being lifted off my chest. And I was like, I no longer have to remember the lie that I'm telling in my head about the man that I was married to. I no longer have to say, or I have to try to remember when I tell someone like, no, everything is okay. Now it's just like, I'm telling the truth. This is what happened. This is what he did. This is why I left. And I no longer have to hold on to no, everything's okay. Or we fought about this, but you know, we're, we're back together. It was just, this is the truth. This is the story. And I felt that pain that was on my chest literally lift up off of me and it was one of the best decisions that I can do and I I don't know if you guys remember if you in an earlier episode I discussed when I left I didn't know who I could trust I was in such a fog I was so confused that I was like I don't know who I can actually trust with this story who still is in communication with this person who likes this person and if I'm saying what I went through they're just gonna run back and tell them even I felt that way with my own best friend. I was like, I feel like she's talking to him. And I don't know if I, if she's just saying, telling him anything that I'm telling her because we're so confused, right? There's so much trauma in there that everyone is suspicious. And all I can say is if this person was in your life prior to the narcissist, you more than likely you can trust them. So reach out to them and just tell your story, get it off your chest. Let someone know the truth. And this is how you start to heal mentally first. Understand the truth, right? So in a narcissistic relationship, we don't know what the truth is. (laughs) We do not know what the truth is. We don't know if this person was truly married before 
if his ex really did X, Y, and Z to them, and that's why they had to move out. We don't know. But eventually the, 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 what is it? The, the mass drops, right? So eventually we start to hear stories and believe that it's true. So an example for me, my narcissist, um, early in the beginning, uh, he was getting a call from a creditor and I guess he blamed back up the story. He's getting a call from the creditor. The creditor is saying he owed something. And he told the creditor that his ex probably wrote a bad check and he was no longer with this person. And in my head, I'm like, what kind of woman is this? Blah, blah, blah. That's ridiculous. She just needs to let it go. Long story short, he wrote the check. He cashed the money and he's blaming it on her. And I was like, this man is crazy. In my head now, I'm like, I should have seen like something was wrong, but no, and am I, once I left, I was like, I wonder what he's blaming on me. Like, I hope he, he's not taking out any loans in my name and just using my credit because that's the kind of person he is, which is, which is scary. But to wrap this up, mental health is so important when we are leaving these toxic relationships. Um, mental health in general is important but you have to figure out how to get what's trapped in your head out. Of course, I'm constantly going to say journal, 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 um, because it's a way of you getting out everything and still being able to keep it personal. You know, you're just writing to yourself, you're writing your pain, but you're getting it out of your head and it helps you remember. The next I would say is get a therapist, a counselor, and help them or have them help you walk through your issues or your pain or your confusion. And then third, reach out to someone. Reach out to a friend, a family member, a confidant, a counseling center, and have that person be your trusted person. Now, I'm not saying that that person is going to be able to be there for you throughout your whole ride, but they can be your confidant. They can be your, I just need to get this off my chest and I'm having a bad day today. I just need to get it off my chest because once we start to heal our minds, our bodies, our soul is going to heal and you're going to start to see things differently. Trust me. I see things differently now. Before when I was first out and I said, I'm never going to get married again. I never want to trust anyone again. I was angry and I was hurt. And now I'm like, nope, this is what I'm going to, I'm going to get married again. I'm going to have children. And I, I'm excited about that. (laughs) So you will, you will heal. Things will get better, but it's going to take some time. And these are some of the things that I did to get there. So until the next time we speak again, or we, you hear me again, um, stay strong. I will continue to keep praying for you all. Um, I am seriously, I know I said this last time. I'm seriously trying to be more consistent with this podcast. Um, I had so many things happen within my family and within my life. Um, But I want to be committed to this because I remember that I needed someone to be committed to me and I want to be committed to you guys. So hold me accountable. If you don't see me posting, you can send a message. Um, You can also follow me on my socials. I'm going to leave it in the description notes. Um, I am on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and I am still creating that daily journal. So 
I just want to be here to help you guys. And I want you guys to be able to get through these toxic situations and know that there is something to look forward to on the other side. I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.